0: Everybody, on today's podcast, we talk about the number one reason that people won't buy from you. And for the first time in the history of this podcast, I actually designed a customer journey live for you to listen to for exactly what I would do, what I would say, and what steps I would put into a customer journey. So this one's gold. Save it share it, and fill my love bucket by just sending this to 10 people. And that's the best way that you can repay me. But I'm going to stop bumping my gums on this part so we can get into the intro and into the show. So without further ado, here's the intro. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Buckle your seatbelt if you're driving because it's podcast time. If you've never seen the movie Cool Runnings, you should probably go watch it. But what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about the number one reason that your audience will not buy from you. Oh, and I'm laughing in my head right now. And because this is my podcast, I can talk about whatever I want. But as I sit here and I talk to myself or I talk to you, My wife makes fun of me all the time because we joke about having a podcast or me documenting her process, and she always constantly loves me and makes fun of me in a loving way. And she's like, you're the only person I know that can sit there and talk to yourself. Uh, And I've never thought about it, but now every time I hit record in my office alone, I realize that I'm just having a monologue with myself, and eventually you're going to listen, but I think it's funny. So I'm having a little bit of giggle in my body right now because... I'm thinking about my wife's narrative running this over and over. And so I'm going to get right to this because I have to go pack for a keynote in Denver tomorrow and then we're moving this week. And so just like anything with our event coming up, I like to put myself in full constraint everywhere to see what I'm capable of. And today is no different, but I'm smiling about it all and I'm excited to be here. So let's get in to this very brief, very succinct and very powerful episode about why or what the number one reason is that people will not buy from you. So if you're an entrepreneur, this completely applies, right? So if you're creating content, if you're posting things into the world, if you're sharing your mission, your vision, but you feel like you aren't converting your audience, you need more clarity around your audience's pain and problems. And when I say that, what I mean by that is I gave this example yesterday on a call. All too often we forget that where we are is where our customers want to be. And it's important to understand that because our customers are where we used to be. And I watch people make this mistake all the time. They'll summarize problems and pain points and they will think and operate like they're living their current life, forgetting that their customer is where they used to be. And so a tangible example of this is I could talk to you all day and I could say, here's the three tips to build a customer journey. Well, most of my audience, most of the people that listen, never even heard the word customer journey till a year or two ago. They weren't saying, I want to build a customer journey. They were saying, I want my emails to convert better. I want people to stay on my email list longer. I want more people to respond to my email. And so if I speak about, oh, you can build a customer journey, you can do this, it's not going to land and resonate as much as if I was to say, I'm going to give you three tips to get more people to open your emails, convert at a higher rate, and build a world-class customer journey. They're like, oh, that applies to me, right? And so the first thing is, is that we need more clarity around our audience's pain and problems, not our current state. How do you get that? You get on phone calls, you ask questions, you read their comments. And the most important part is don't summarize their words. Use them verbatim to help you get them where they need to be. Because what ends up happening is if you push too hard, then your audience will revolt or react against you, right? In the customer journey training that I teach, which hopefully all of you have watched, and if not, just DM me customer journey on Instagram and I'll send it to you for free. We talk about reactance, And reactance is when we're trying to help or enroll somebody into something, but their body's natural default state puts the brakes up and a stop sign because they feel unsafe. Most of that comes from us speaking our language and not speaking theirs. So if we push them too hard, they revolt. And then if we tell them what to do, they probably won't listen. So what are we supposed to do? Well, this is the most beautiful part. You need to be strategic in creating your content. You need to have a strategy in mind that reduces roadblocks and helps them overcome barriers to build relationships with you. And the best way to do that is to design a customer journey. And how do you design a customer journey? You intentionally lay out steps that are going to help them achieve their goal with or without your product, okay? And there's five steps to doing this. They're acknowledge, prepare, project, pre-handle, and excite, okay? So when I break these down, I'm gonna give you a really simple equation to think about this. So the best way to build a customer journey is step one. You need to have a solution that makes sense to your customer, not to you. That's acknowledging them. That's letting them know and feel safe that you see them And because the solution that you have makes sense to them, it allows them to feel safe and lean into the next level. The next one is you have to empower them to take that next step without feeling pushed. I live in permission-based marketing. I live in permission-based relationships where my job is to invite you, not to push you. I'm like, here's the door. Here's the parking space. Here's dinner. It's ready when you are. That's what we call prepare. It's preparing them for the journey they're about to take while also empowering them to take that next step, which then brings us to number three, project. We need to show them the benefits of how they're going to feel, what their life is going to be like, or what their results are going to be like after they achieve this to remind them of what's coming and to give them the ability to trust us and feel safe that we have a path in place for them that we have confidence that what we've laid out is going to get them to that next level. Which then brings us to step number four, pre-handle. We need to lead people. Building customer journeys, designing fulfillment sequences, even lead magnets or products mean that we have to be integrous and we have to lead people. And this is where the pre-handle comes in. We need to let them know about the obstacles. One giant mistake that I see everybody make is they're afraid to be honest. They sugarcoat everything. They pretend that people aren't going to get stuck and they think that they're going to follow it to a T or that it's going to be really, really easy, which feels hollow. It feels shallow because that's not how life is. That's not how the human experience is. And so the moment you can be honest with somebody and you let them know, and I'll I'll make a random example. Let's say I'm designing a guide for uh, a seven day email writing challenge and I do something like. Uh, I'll teach you how to write all of your best converting emails in under five minutes or less in seven days, right? Well, if I'm on the pre-handle stage and I'm designing this customer journey, before I ever get into the content of delivering that content, I'm going to let them know things that might happen. I'm going to tell them that they're going to sit down and have writer's block. I'm going to tell them that they're going to write an email that's not going to convert like they think it would. I'm going to tell them all of those things or all of those roadblocks that I foresee coming and insert solutions so that I empower them when that stick happens to take an action to correct it while also getting them to trust me because I was honest about it all. And so step number four is about pre-handling objections and pre-removing roadblocks that are going to come down the road, which then brings us to step number five. And this is where we share their wins and progress. This is the excitement phase, right? This is where we acknowledge them, where we edify them, where we use other people's stories or their story to keep them excited and committed to exactly what they're working on achieving and holding them accountable to get there, right? So I'll use my seven-day email challenge as a guide and I'll walk you through this really, really quickly. If I was writing that lead magnet, if I made that lead magnet, and I designed this customer journey, I'll use email as an example. The first email, the acknowledge email would go out to you. And I'm going to say your name is Jane. And my first email will be this simple. Hey, Jane, how does it feel to already be writing emails that feel aligned to who you are and convert your best customers in? Because the truth is, we haven't gotten into the content yet, but you've already committed to working on that step which means you're ahead of everybody else who's still pounding their face in the keyboard trying to find a solution. So over the next couple of days, I'm going to be giving you tips and tricks before we get into the content so that you can get the most out of it and you can learn how to do this in under 10 minutes a day. So all I want you to do today is go celebrate. And if you do, make sure you tag me on Instagram so I can follow you. That would be email one. That would be acknowledging them, okay? Email two in the prepare phase would be really powerful. Hey, Jane, so... In three days, I'm going to start dripping out the content to you and you're going to get a video every morning at 7 a.m. and it's going to be less than 10 minutes. So what I want you to do today is I want you to open up your calendar and set a time where you have 20 minutes of uninterrupted time in your calendar. I'd also recommend getting a pen and paper notebook because it works better when you write. But over the next couple of days, as we're getting ready to get into this content, the more you can create this space in your calendar, make sure that you're undistracted. You're going to get the most out of this and you're going to be seven days away from one of the best converting emails ever. That would be it. So I would be preparing Jane for what's coming, what I'm going to share, how I'm going to share it, how she can get the most out of it. No different than if I was preparing a client to come to the gym and work out with me. So that would be the prepare email. The third one, the project one, this one's extremely powerful because this is me telling Jane where she's going to be. So Jane... In two days, you're gonna get training number one, but I wanna remind you that you're here for a reason. You want your voice to be heard, you want it to be aligned, you wanna attract the right customers while empowering the wrong ones to become the right one. And when you're done with this challenge and under 20 minutes a day, even if you haven't completed all of it or you're not doing it perfectly, you're going to be leaps and bounds ahead of where you were by simply investing 20 minutes a day so that you can be aligned, your copy will convert, and you will attract your right customers. And so I showed you yesterday how to prepare for the most of this. We got two more emails and then we're going to get started, but I want you to be proud of yourself. I want you to celebrate the fact that you're investing in yourself, you're investing in your customer journey, and ultimately you're investing in the tools that are going to help you build a world-class customer journey and scale your business. And so I'm here to support you. At any time, you can hit reply to this email and my team will get back to you. And tomorrow, we're going to talk about roadblocks to make sure that you never get stuck and you can succeed in this mission. That will be email three, right? So then I move into email four, which would be the pre-handle objections, which I talked about earlier. And when we think about pre-handling objections, all I need to do is put myself in Jane's seat. And I'm like, God, when I was there, when I didn't know how to write emails, when I didn't know how to use my voice, where was I getting stuck? I'm like, oh, I was afraid to be authentic. I was afraid to tell the truth. Um, I was afraid to say how I really felt. Uh, I would sit down at the keyboard and have writer's block. Um, I would take it personally if I sent an email that didn't convert. I would get... Uh, flabbergasted about writing the email and that I would never think about the subject line, right? And I make a list of all the objections that I can empathize with that she might run into. And so in this email, all I do is I lay them out and I tell her, hey, if this happens, then this is what you do to mitigate it because we need to protect progress over perfection. And so the most important part is that we find our way through. So that email, that fourth step of that customer journey, and I'm using email as an example, but this applies to DMs on Instagram, phone calls, trainings, you name it, but I'm using email as an example. Number one creates trust between Jane and I, because Jane's not listening to me tell her it's going to be perfect and you're one funnel away and you'll do this in 10 minutes. I'm being honest with her, but I'm also letting her know that if she hits these roadblocks that I have a plan in place that will help her remove them. So it's empowering her, but it's also getting her to trust me and know that I'm her teammate. I'm not separated from her. I'm not out here just collecting a paycheck. I'm not giving your email and never hear from me again, which allows her to feel confident in her decisions, which then brings me to step number five, which is all about the excitement. And this is the one where I'm like, Jane, we're starting tomorrow. Tomorrow morning at 7 a.m., just like I told you the other day, the first video will be here. And I want you to be excited. I want you to be proud. I want you to realize how much you've already shifted just from signing up for this training. And so tomorrow morning, we're going to hit go. It's an open door. Tag me on Instagram, reply to this email, and let's get rocking. The journey begins tomorrow. And then I send day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six, day seven. But my intentionality in knowing that journey, My intentionality of designing what that is, is what gives me the confidence to then go out and market it, to put content into the world that aligns there, to tell people exactly what they're going to get and how they're going to get it. And I'm going to be speaking their language, which is going to make them feel better. Because if you don't have a customer journey with these five things, you'll make somebody think or say things like, this doesn't make sense. It's too expensive. I can't do it. I don't have the time or any other excuse to not opt in or to buy it. But those aren't real rejections. Those aren't real reasons that people don't invest. Those are the wrapping paper for them saying, I don't understand or I don't feel safe. And that's not on them. That's on us. We're the teacher. We're the leader. It's our job to be professional translators. Because if somebody is coming to you and you aren't dialed in your lighthouse knowing why you do what you do, what you do and how you do it, and you don't have a customer journey, no one will ever buy from you. This is why most entrepreneurs struggle with conversion rates. This is why they get into scarcity. This is why they get into stuckness because they're speaking a different language. They don't have a customer journey and they're trying to find needles and haystacks. They're trying to find the two out of a hundred when our job is to create the ideal customer. And so when you truly understand how and why somebody would change their mind or feel seen or feel safe, the entire game changes. And 99% of that can be solved by just doing exactly what I said in this podcast. So that's what I got for you today. 15 minutes. I kept it as short as I could, but that's what I wanted to share with you. So I look forward to seeing your customer journeys. I look forward to hearing about them. And if you want our customer journey training, it's called the last customer journey. You just have to shoot us a DM on Instagram that says customer journey. And George or I, because there's two Georges on my team, (laughs) will send it to you to get you going. But if I had to give one piece of advice to entrepreneurs and they were like, George, what's the secret? What's the number one thing I can focus on? What's going to move the needle the most for me? My answer is always the same. Your customer journey is the most powerful thing that you have. It is the heartbeat of your company. It is the foundation that everything else stands upon. If it's hollow, the ship sinks. If it's hollow, the building collapses. If it's solid, you can build it as big as you want. So that's what I got for you today. I'm going to go pack. I'm going to get ready to move and my keynote and my event. And I'm really excited about it. So have an absolutely beautiful day. And most importantly, remember that relationships will always beat algorithms. And the most powerful one that you have that you should invest in is the one with yourself. So I'll either see you in the next episode or you will hear me in your earbuds. But either way, it's time to cue the outro. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Mind of George show.